Okay, thank you, Erica, and thanks, Nancy, for inviting me. Um, it's it's an honor and a, a pleasure to do to do service. I'm a little nervous, um, even though I've been around the rooms for about 23 years. Um, but uh, my current abstinence is uh, today is day uh, 15. Yeah, um, so I'm pretty 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 fresh back in into abstinence so i've got some some fresh uh experience about being in relapse uh so i'll give you a quick little rundown of you know where i came from um i'm, I'm actually sitting in the house that i grew up in in seattle this is the old family house i was uh fourth child out of eight um and uh our constellations was one girl and then seven boys in that order. Um, it was a good, stable family. Um, my parents stayed married until my dad died. Um, and I am the only addict out of the eight kids. I mean, I got all the same um, support and attention and, you know, maybe foibles or shortcomings of, of my parents that, that all my siblings had, but I'm the one that got the, um, the, um, I don't know, the, the, uh, the burden and, and the opportunity of addiction. Um, I didn't come into program until, till um, I was close to 50. I'm, I'm, I'm 70 now. Um, and, um, but I had been eating, I, I, I discovered uh, food as a sedative probably about age 22 or something. So I wasn't really, uh, you know, caught up in, in it er real early on as so many of, of us in the program are. And I wasn't a fat kid. I wasn't unpopular. In fact, just the opposite. I was quite popular. Um, and, and I think that got to my, went to my head and gave me some arrogance. And so that when I ran into some troubles, I was, um, you know, kind of caught unawares. Let's see. Um, so I just, I discovered OA when I was, um, say about 45, I started going to, oh, no, more like close to 50, started going to meetings in downtown Seattle. There was nobody, Nobody was abstinent. I was getting good stuff out of it with the readings and everything and the admission from others that they had that issue, but nobody was abstinent. I finally found another meeting where there, there was some abstinence and I got a male sponsor and was able to get abstinent right away. It, took, it was in the HAL program, um, which is very structured and I needed it. Um, and I talked to my sponsor every day and I, I answered a, a question every night um, and uh, got abstinent. It was tough. It was one of the toughest things I had ever done. Um, and my sponsor took me through the first three steps, but that's as far as he had gone. So then we stopped working together and I, unbeknownst to me, was giving up uh, something that, that I needed and that was that uh, daily caring uh, contact and I eventually did relapse um, pretty bad 
such that okay and also I broke up with a girlfriend um, and um, the uh, the sadness of that again I, because of my lack of self-awareness in some ways the the pain and the sadness and the impact of that breaking up snuck up on me and I didn't even put two and two together um, I just thought well I'm depressed again this is me this is what happens that I think there was you know there was um, a objective uh, contribution there um, and it got so bad that eventually I wasn't able to work you know be- between the, the addiction the depression and whatnot that I wasn't able to work I had to give up a job that I'd held successfully for about 15 years and um, my family took me to the University of Washington where it was suggested that I take get e- ECT electroconvulsive therapy shock therapy and I did that like about 23 sessions you know it's a big deal it puts you under general anesthesia um, and there is some problems with memory loss eventually I, I stopped after 23 um, sessions and I think it did help it wasn't real obvious and it was some months later but I was able to get back up on the pony get abstinent um, get my job back, um, and then, um, then I had um, a successful run, so to speak, of of abstinence. Um, so for most of that time, between about 2003 and 2018, I was abstinent, um, and um, you know, I, I do have some some and I worked the steps I sponsored um, I did service um, in retrospect with the fact that I've had trouble with maintaining abstinence I, I do question how deep I went and how much I turned my will and my life over to my higher power but you know it it helped it, I certainly had a better life I, 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 I don't I wouldn't be alive if I didn't have the program and, and have I'd say have that abstinence during that long time. So this, the current um, trouble with abstinence started about two years ago, and I can't really place my put my finger on what it was, um, what allowed me to kind of slip away. Um, but I did, you know, I, I think come to think of it I I was between sponsors and then so you're probably smiling oh oh, duh but (laughs) it's just kind of occurring to me now so I did get a sponsor um, in my home group a a guy um, who had quite a bit of good abstinence but I I couldn't I couldn't get abstinent I'd get a few days and relapse and a few days and relapse Um, I don't want it came around to the, the following that so that was in the fall it came around to the following summer and this is something that um, I think is significant for me I think I have seasonal affective disorder so the summer came and there was a lot more light um, and um, I was able to get absent again I, I love to dance to partner dance and there was this wonderful uh, series of outdoor dances in downtown Seattle 
that I started going to, and just, I was having like the time of my life. You know, I remember going to those dances and feeling, there, there's rarely been times where I have felt more whole and happy and satisfied than this. But come fall, um, I, I had a blow in that, uh, a plan I had of going to Europe um, and on this big pilgrimage fell through because I couldn't find my passport. You know, I paid $1,600 for a flight, couldn't find my passport. That also gives you an indication about my lack, lack of organization. Um, and I think that was a blow, plus it was fall coming on. So um, let's see. Again, this past summer, um, I had uh, three months of abstinence. Fall came, I, I lost it. Um, it got worse than it had been in about 20 years in the, in the fact that I actually drove to the store to buy binge food which I hadn't done for, for many, many years. Even when I had binged before, it was a, with uh, health, pretty much healthy food around the house. So, you know, the disease had, had gotten worse. Um, so what happened? Um, I have a lot of support. I, I've got uh, a sponsor with many years of abstinence and a lot of experience uh, Sponsoring a male sponsor in Baltimore who's known me for 10 years. Um, I've got two guys in Seattle in program who are partners in recovery. I've got my blood family, my uh, seven siblings. Uh, yeah, seven <laughs> siblings. Um, and the thing that, the specific thing that happened uh, two, 15 days ago is that my brother Joe came up and helped me get out of isolation. Uh, well, just to give you a, a description of what it was like two and a half weeks ago, I was spending hours and hours on YouTube and um, Netflix, like sometimes staying up into the wee hours, sometimes staying up all night um, and eating anything I wanted. Um, and my family was aware. Okay, and just so you also know, I live in the old family house with my niece but she's mostly not around. She doesn't give me much accountability because she's either working or, or not not present. So I can't kind of depend on that kind of, uh, you know, accountability that somebody sees me doing this stuff. But anyway, my brother, after we took a walk, suggested, "Well, what, Tom, what are you going to do? What are you going to do tomorrow?" Um, and we ended up making a plan for me to drive down to his house and walk he and his dog in the morning I oh I, I tell you guys it was there was a crucial moment that uh, that night Friday night it was time to go to bed 10 o'clock I dove into a, um, a, a magazine article just for escapism really wanting to call my brother and powder take a powder you know just to say no I'm not gonna come but you know I knew he was gonna give me a little pushback in, in a very kind way, but a real way. Plus, I didn't want to disappoint him. I thought there might be something in it for him. You know, as, as low as I felt, I realized that, you know, he, I might be making a contribution to him. I made, by the grace of God, I made the decision to get up, and I went down and joined him. And I haven't uh, had a compulsive bite or compulsive time on the... Uh, 
screens since then. Um, realizing that that had been a, a big help, I saw him and did the same thing three more times in that week and then started making um, a real effort to actually see somebody morning and afternoon. Um, uh, one thing, another brother will come up and we do have a porch. So in this time of COVID, we can socially distance and, and chat. And uh, he has some balancing exercises that he, he likes to do for his own sake. And then I'll do that with him if we have a good visit. Um, I've also reached out. Um, it's funny, I reached out to a neighbor and suggested that we uh, maybe do a little jogging together because I see him jogging up my alley. He says, you know, you know that I emailed you a week ago suggesting that we walk. And I think he had a bad email address because I didn't get it. Anyway, I was reaching out to him. He was reaching out to me. Um, I, I've gone out with him once and I will do some more. I, another buddy um, I, I reached out to and he and I have gone for a walk. Um, so that that's really crucial to me to actually have, you know, somebody I'm seeing where it, it's um, it's harder to take a powder on as compared to uh, say something a little less intimate like like a phone call. Um, but I do make phone calls. Um, I'm calling my sponsor more. I don't call him every day, which I, I really should be. He suggested that I consider myself to be on um, in, in intensive care. And um, I think I'm gonna adopt that attitude for, for 90 days because my abstinence if it, it is, it's, it's fragile. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, Christmas Eve, uh, it was time to go to bed, um, and um, I, I was somewhat depressed. I wanted to stay up. I told myself, "Okay, I'm a, I had finished. Uh, I do have a food plan. It includes three healthy meals a day. They're satisfying. They're enough. I brushed my teeth a couple hours before. But I'm telling myself I'm kind of thirsty, and I have these little apples in my fridge. I'll go eat a little apple." which is complete BS. Um, I, I was BSing myself because there's a good chance if I had eaten that apple, there would have been plenty more, maybe some screen time, you know, and given up this precious um, abstinence that I've been granted over the past couple of weeks. Again, by the grace of God, I was able to go up and get, get in bed. And you guys, I had a really wonderful um, Christmas day. Had I overeating the night before, Christmas Day would have been a drag. I would have been, um, so I was really, really gifted um, to, uh, to uh, be able to have that really fine day uh, in con connecting with my niece, mostly, who I live with. Um, I heard something recently that the saying was, my, my disease wants to kill me, but first it has to get me alone. Um, and that's something that is good for me to remember because I, like so many of us, tend to isolate. Um, and one final thing I just heard recently, this fellow was talking about um, not just complying, but um, giving, giving up control, like in third step. And he said, um, resisting is like resisting being sucked into a black hole. 
but uh, giving up power to your higher power is like being sucked through a black hole into the hands of God, um, which I thought was very, very wonderful image. And I think with that, I'll pat, I'll, I'll say thank you. I'll pa I pass. <laughs>